welcome to the Untouch Quest. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Siri. And we're reading the ElfQuest comic issue by issue. So if you want to follow the story, you can read ElfQuest for free at ElfQuest.com. You can support this podcast by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash T-U-Q podcast. You will find the link in the show notes. And remember to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. So today we're going to talk about shards number 13. The shard seekers are making their way around the citadel underground. We see the positive outcome of group diversity. Two edges traps are getting more clever. And an act of support no one could have foreseen. And we have a special guest with us today. I'm Deepa Horowitz. I live in Clinton, New York, where I'm a physics professor at Hamilton College. I've been an ElfQuest fan for over 30 years. And I I really loved ElfQuest as a child. And then in the 90s, I kind of thought that the story was, was done. I saw the issues were coming out. But to me, it wasn't the story. It wasn't about the... It, it didn't seem like it was the fast-hitting story that I was expecting, it seemed like nothing was happening. Like, I, I saw some dream time, and I was like, okay, I guess they're fine now. And the issue that reminded me of the fast-paced issues that hooked me in the original request was specifically this issue that we're going to read, Underground. Um, it's definitely a callback to the original war, but it's also completely unique, and that's why I asked you if I could be a guest on this particular episode. Yeah, that's so fun. Uh, do you remember, like, what year this issue came out, like, originally? Maybe it says on this. Elizabeth has the original issue with her today. Uh, 1995. 95, okay. Yes. Yeah, I wasn't buying them in 95, so <laughs> no. I found out about this much, much later. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think about the latest issues? Do you still like buy the issues that they are publishing now or are you like you like the older ones yeah, better? Yeah, I'm right back into it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. I think that I think the Final Quest and Stargazer's Hunt have been really amazing. Part of it I think for me is if it's not Wendy's art, yeah. I kind of I feel like to me these characters are so real. And if yeah. they don't look like them, I don't really believe it. It's like, it's just fan fiction to me. And I guess I have a really strong sense of the ElfQuest canon. Now, Final Quest has made a real effort to incorporate almost everything yeah. and canonize it. And so that makes it more interesting to me now to read the issues that were illustrated by other artists because I believe it more. Like, this is what happened to Cutter. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to, this is a story we're going to tell, and there's a character named Suntop, but it's not really Suntop, which is silly. They're made-up characters, but to me, they're so real. Yeah. yeah. How did you actually discover ElfQuest? Like, did you just buy, pick up a random copy one day, or did a family member uh, make you read it? My mother read it to me when I was probably five, and we were visiting a home that had it. And I don't think it clicked for me just yet. And then maybe the following year when I was like six, um, a family friend lent me a Father Tree edition of the um, volume one of the original quest. So Fire and Flight, it became really precious to me. 
it was the thing I reached for when I woke up in the night with a nightmare through my entire childhood. Yeah, that's that's really nice though to have like something to go go to. Yeah. I also started reading it as a child. So I I feel you in that one. Mhm. What did you think with the new um what did you call it the audio movie that came out? Did you like it? Have you listened to it? Yes, only recently actually. I listened to it a few weeks ago and I really enjoyed it. I found it interesting what the additions were because mm. so that that book to me I I basically have it memorized. Yeah. I don't reach for it so often as I just run through it in my head. Yeah. And to be able to adjust it and modify it actually felt very comfortable. Um it could have really hit me the wrong way, of course. Yeah. For But us- I could pick up on all the variations and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, for us we had a discussion about the voice actors because their voices were so different in our minds that like their voices didn't fit with what they had in there, our head. There was a specific voice we didn't. I don't remember. There was two that we discussed. Yeah, but the strongest one was Cutter. Yeah, true. Yeah. And there's probably more people who think the same same with video uh, or movies when they come out like the actors doesn't look like your mental image and some voices were like spot on for what we imagined yeah cutter sounded very boyish and Mm. there were some moments that i felt like were almost done for comic relief like the moment that he's sitting outside the tent in the desert and he's just gone into himself into the now of wolf thought This only appears in the audio book. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it's in the novelization. I and don't either. Somebody kind of pulls him out of it and is like, "Hey, Cutter, wake up!" And he's like, "Ooh!" <laughs> and that was like a little bit silly to me. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh! Like, it's so serious. <laughs> yeah. And it felt a little bit ser- silly, but I didn't mind so much. No, that's good though. I thought it didn't like ruin your feeling yeah um i thought it was interesting that they made no attempt to stick to one accent to have a kind of a cultural this culture versus that culture and i'm okay with that to some extent i didn't buy that that would be the accurate it wasn't like i felt like somebody had dropped a microphone into the sun village it definitely felt like a reenactment and to that extent i was fine with it That's good. What's your favorite character from the ElfQuest Cutter. universe? Cutter. Mine too. Do you have like a why or is it just like it's just Cutter? So to me, ElfQuest is about family and tribe and Cutter is the heart of the family. He's the one who connects it all together. Yeah. Um he's kind of the glue. Yeah. Actually, I was curious for you Siri, um I know that you love elves and yeah. i don't know what elves would mean to me if i learned about elves before i read elf quest i don't know really well, like what they would mean to me before elf quest that's a hard one though like i thought elf quest was a video game <laughs> yes <laughs> before like reading books you <laughs> but, know but you already loved out El- like there's lord of the rings elves there's Tibler yeah. elves living in a treehouse yeah so they like for me then elves were more like small fairy tale 
creatures you know tinkerbell and like that kind of elves not like warrior kind of elves like we're reading about now so yeah. like yeah kind of like switched meaning in a way because they were cute beautiful small almost like preservers yeah yeah right right the pixie yeah kind of elf because mm. i think that there's there's many different pictures that I have of elves from outside of ElfQuest. And to me, ElfQuest manages to tie all of those pictures together. Yeah. By having the short elves and the tall elves. That's the... a really good one because they, it does, like, ties all the other fantasy elves together. And in the Norwegian language, we also have another kind of elf, which is like. Um, oh yeah like the christmas elves yeah the christmas elves and they're not like the, the christmas elves you will hear about in like america they're kind of very mischievous <laughs> yeah they're like small uh gnomes yes gnomes? gnomes gnomes and uh they like go around and do like mischiefs you know like the the elf on the shelf kind of stuff yeah, and they live in your barn and they run up into the house and unless you like put out food for them, they will like arouse your household. <laughs> yeah, but that's not really what I think about when I think about elves. No, I've never done that either, but that's no. a part of like the picture that we get as Norwegian growing up with the stories about the elves. Mm. I believe the elf quest incorporates that. It does. Yeah, but yeah, they're very different like, from... Like, after reappearance... Uh, there's the man who says, shy and secret forest folk, teach me as I sleep. Which trees next day are mine to cut and which are yours to keep? Yeah. yeah, That's so true. Like, you, they don't see them, but they are talking to them and looking for signs from them. Yeah. Yeah, and then Cutter and Skyways drop the bowl, clatter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the chimney. <laughs> as, as if Cutter isn't about to chew anybody out who does that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only Cutter is allowed to do that. <laughs> They are kind of mischievous in a way towards the humans, the elves. Yeah. When you when you say it, like yeah, they are. Yeah, I yeah I think about the the set of stories that humans have to tell about the elves. Um, definitely these recent issues have been quite a shocker for the humans. Yeah, they because shown they haven't a lot. seen the warrior elves. They've only seen the hidden elves. Yeah, and they haven't really seen those either in. A lot of years. Honestly, because the wolf riders slept so long, I think that there must have been other elves yeah. involved. Probably. Like, the Gobaks didn't sleep. Or, like, not all of the Gobaks died, right? There is still a Gobak tribe somewhere. Isn't there, there are still some Gobaks. There's yeah. elves all over the place. Yeah. yeah. And in, in the vast number of years do we do we say it i mean it doesn't show up in the book as a number but yeah it's the 10, years. Says, it says it's ten thousand years yeah in ten thousand years the humans have interacted with the preservers with yeah. the trolls and with other elves besides the wolf riders the wolf riders are like the last ones that they would have remembered yeah but certainly there could still be some sagas from little patch but i don't know that like on earth humans have 10,000 years of memory at all no i don't think we have 10,000 years of memory today like in our world so that's a really long time though yeah do you have any kids i have a son he's gonna turn two uh in the next week 
Yes, oh, are you, congratulations. <laughs> are you um, uh, planning to introduce him to ElfQuest or is that just like something you want to keep to yourself? That's an interesting question. I'm always nervous about introducing people to ElfQuest because they're not going to love it as much as I do. And then that hurts me a little. Yeah. So, um, you know, like when I was in high school, I lent some copies of the book to a friend and then we graduated and I never got them back to oh. be fair to her. She'd also lent me things that I didn't return to her. So there's this weird thing where now I have some of her books and I'm like, I have a, this instead of ElfQuest. And eventually I just bought replacements. Yeah. In fact, I have a lot of hardcover Father Tree Press editions, which is really nice. Um, because the ones I had from like five years old, we had each lent each other things. And then when we graduated from high school, we didn't return them because we were separated. We lived elsewhere. And I was sorry for that. And I had to replace my copy of ElfQuest. But then I got hardcover versions that weren't as fallen apart. I mean, I had actually rebound my copy of Fire and Flight. And it had cut a little bit into the inner binding. So it wasn't a great copy. But it's the copy with the most story for you. Like, it has history for you. Yeah, memories of reading it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's nice that I have a hardcover cover copy now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I also got the Dark Horse copy as a lending copy. Siri has had the option to borrow whichever copies she's wanted um, because I have a lot of different issues from the series. But she always chooses Dark Horse ones just because it's easier for her. Yeah, you have them all just together. And she gets mad every time I have a colored copy and she has a gray and white one. <laughs> but I could look up the color at elfquest.com too, but... <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes, I would always go for the color. Me yeah, too. Sometimes the, I feel the meaning gets like a little lost in black and white because you see like the red in Cutter's eyes and just the dark sending with the red and everything. It's not always so easy to see in the black and white. Yeah. But we manage. <laughs> it's your choice. <laughs> yeah, but it was really weird. Was it uh, the... Um, book number two that was like half in colors or something book number two or three was three like i think half in color and half in black and white half of uh dreamtime was uh published in color and half of it was not even though all of the single issues was in color yeah yeah i remember that we found that sorry i'm gonna cough just to warn us that's fine <laughs> we do that as well now, I was very fortunate when I introduced Siri to ElfQuest because she loves it as much as I do. <laughs> yeah, like we started just like talking a lot about it on the bus one day. And yeah. I was like, hey, we should have a podcast because people around us are laughing about this and they don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Yeah. And just one more like one last thing before we start talking about the issue you commented that you think strong boy is better to speak human than the go backs because um till it like learned them by sending and that's actually something we didn't think about when yeah we that about didn't it. cross our minds until we read your comment yeah well i think that the the scene where 
I say Tylite, but I, I don't think I'm right. I think it is Tylite. <laughs> we, we have uh, no idea. We, we, we say a lot of names how we think they are because Norwegian pronunciations. Yeah. I'll try to say Tylite. And if I say Tylite, it's it's fine. Just, don't, it's fine. don't worry about it. <laughs> when I was a kid for years. I didn't say Kavi. I said Keva. Oh. And that's not at all what it says. No. I don't know why. I. Yeah. It just wasn't very good at reading, I guess. Well, I have dyslexia. And I from... I was young. I had I've never been able to read a Quar's name right because in my head his name was Equeur. And there's a lot of like even in Norwegian it doesn't say that. <laughs> no, it's not close. <laughs> I just gave him a new name for some reason and I never noticed until I became an adult. I was like, "Wait, that that that's not his name." <laughs> I think you noticed one time when we were recording, actually, because you were like, how do you say his name again? Yeah. Because yeah. I yeah. when I was when I was about 10 years old, I audio recorded on, on a cassette tape. Uh, I think it was it was volume seven, which is the cry from beyond. And I was audio recording it for some friends because I didn't think they would enjoy it as much if they had to read it. And but I don't think they really got into it. But I think the whole the whole recording, I'm saying Keva instead of Kavi. <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah. Well, there was another name that I was wrong, did wrong as well. It was the uh, troll. No, it was um, uh, Sky was his mom because of her Norwegian name. Sky or oh, Isai? Yeah, because in Norwegian, her there. Her uh, name is Heina, which is high ice instead of ice mm -hmm. high. So whenever I read it, mm -hmm. I just s switched it around. <laughs> yeah. I think it's more poetic in English to make it ungrammatical. Yeah, but I didn't do it because of... It would come first in English, but then mm -hmm. to switch it around makes it less of a like a statement and more of just a symbolic name. Yeah, yeah, but it true. doesn't really work as a statement or word in Norwegian either. No. It sounds like a name. It just, I never were able to realize it didn't say that in the book. Yeah. Yeah, you read what you want sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I read a lot of weird stuff sometimes. But we figured also, like the troll that lived like up in the, um, with the go-backs, we said his name wrong. No, the gray gray mung or whatever. Gray mug. Yeah, because we didn't say it the same way as they said in the audiobook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I say gray mung. But he didn't live with the Yeah, with that's the, what they said in the audiobook. We don't say that. <laughs> gray mung. Gray mung gray mung lived near the halt. Yeah, he lived oh, by the halt. I thought he was the bad one no. up at the No, that's okay. that's Guttle Crow. Gray mung oh. had the throne with the lodestone. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I mixed them up. He was then. the one who sent them down the tunnel of golden light. Yeah. Yeah. We said okay. Grey Mug. Also, the king who held Ekwar as a slave. Yeah. For about 10,000 years. Wasn't that the other one? No. no. Oh. Ekwar. Rick found Ekwar Close at the. the oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Because Rick came through the cave of the golden light. Or yes. around there, which which had been cleared out. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. 
probably by picky because otherwise why would somebody travel all the way yeah yeah i have a point but the trolls do some things like why would they even make a trap there in the first place like maybe we can fool someone it's an entrance to their kingdom it's an entrance to their kingdom they would have it protected yeah just in case someone decided to attack or invade they could close the tunnel trolls make trolls make booby traps yeah yeah that's something to keep in mind especially for this issue (laughs) yes (laughs) um although it's apparently not enough to stop uh guttlecraw from coming in and attacking gray monk's kingdom yeah no no oh how do you pronounce um the new human god's name oh probably thresh Maybe that's not it. it. Sounds more correct than our Yeah, that sounded better than Tresk or whatever we say. Yeah. Yeah. And also, do you say Shauna or Shuna? I say Shuna. Shuna. We say Shauna. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed that last time. We're like, like oh, is yeah. it Shauna or Shuna? How are well, we really supposed to pronounce her name? Yeah. They should they should uh, come out with a pronounce pronunciation guide for all the names. Oh, that will be a good one. Yeah, I think that exists on the website. It does. Oh, but then you probably need to like know how to read the sound a description oh, thingy. Right. I'm not that good at that, yeah, you know, um, in the dictionaries. Um, about characters, who's who. Okay, let's see. Humans. Shuna, Shuna. Okay, here we go. Shuna. Pronunciation. S-H-O-O hyphen N-U-H. Shuna. Rhymes with woo which is not a word. <laughs> uh, Siri, don't look at this. <laughs> no, Siri's not allowed in no. there. <laughs> yeah, it's completely spoilers <laughs> yeah i'm not allowed in the on instagram or facebook group or anything no she's not allowed to follow of course anywhere at the moment no. <laughs> yeah i think that thornbreak did a lot of the website but he always checks in with the pennies yeah yeah no siri's not yeah. allowed in the website she's allowed in the read section of the website nowhere else mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes sense what other things should i look at for Pronunciation? Tresk? 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 That is an interesting... I don't know if that's a character. No, it's the, like but, a god, yeah, a new god. Not maybe, Gutra, but the new god. Maybe he's not yeah. there. He's not a character. Oh. He's a god. <laughs> <laughs> I say Gutara. And you say Gutra. Gutra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got uh, a lot of comments of people. wondering, Gutara is not in the list of pronunciations. No, but, but they, I'm they loading say, everything past H's here. So. They say Gotara in the audio movie as well. So it's probably correct. <laughs> yeah. We just enjoyed being Gutra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the. The thing is, there's groups and there's humans, but there isn't like human gods as a group. Yeah, they they shouldn't put them in there because it like Tresks Tresks is it's hard to pronounce. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm wondering if I can look at the letters again and sound it out. I haven't had to because I just read it for myself. Threcht. Threcht. It could be voiced. The TH could be voiced, but I don't think so. Threcht. Nope, I think it's got to be unvoiced. Threcht. Threcht. It's it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of consonants all in a row and one vowel. Yeah. They they should have had a, they should have had a pronunciation guide for that name. The place where I found it spelled out is on page one fifty four, and it's Shuna's father saying threshed, which is weird now because yeah, kind of ironic. <laughs> well, Shuna's father is such a man of the Jun. Yeah, but the Jun had not yet declared himself the one and only God. Suddenly, monotheism hits the world of two moons. Yeah. Or I guess Katara was a monotheistic god. It's it's quite different from medieval Europe. Yeah. In that sense. Uh, perhaps more like pharaohs who were gods. But even they didn't consider themselves the one and only gods. No, they had a lot of gods along with the pharaoh. Yeah. Well, uh... The world of two moons is its own thing, and up until, up until now, you could have pretended it was the same as Earth. Yeah, it resembles but Earth. The June is too big and too powerful and too medieval to be on Earth. Yeah, and that's a little bit of a loss for me because it was always possible. Yeah, it's kind it's of like kind of losing the magic a little bit of imagining that it could be somewhere on earth yeah mm -hmm. even if it had two moons yeah so it's clearly not but it's fun to try to imagine like one day cutter may be walking the door though like you know <laughs> you never know oh or come down the chimney you know <laughs> instead of zana <laughs> i always love the first page of an issue because it's the tableau. It shows us everything. It shows us the situation. It shows us all the characters. Yeah. I also like the the introduction they do for the issues with like the narrating voice without like recapping the whole last issue. They're still like just putting us straight into what's actually happening without saying too much. Yeah. They're pretty good with words, I feel. Yeah, it's exposition, but it's also characterization i mean what we get is is a little view into two edges thinking yeah that's actually really cool because two edges mind has always it's a wonder by itself mm -hmm. i wonder though when i read this uh is this just two edge thinking or is he saying it out loud so the elves and everyone can hear him they would react to it i don't think they can hear no yeah. i don't think so either it's just him Thinking He's to muttering to himself. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of narrating it to us as readers. And here's the thing that bothers me. It's been 10,000 years. You'd think Two Edge would have grown and changed. Yeah. Uh, we saw him at a moment when Lita healed him and he could send for the first time. Yeah. But I guess she didn't complete her healing of him. Mm-hmm. 
And where does he go from there? Like, I think probably Lita brought up for him some pains that he had been protecting himself from. Yeah, and Vinoil hasn't really been playing that big of a part the last 10,000 years. So he has had the opportunity for over these years to grow and become his own person, which is what he's trying to do with all of his like games. Figure himself out. Yeah, but at the same time, he hasn't really, though. Like you see with the traps he had put up, the trolls are like, oh, we know how this works, but he could have come up with new ways to make it like only he knows how this works. Like These are clearly more complicated traps than we've seen before yeah. in troll tunnels. Right? Yeah. We saw we saw Picky cause a cave-in at the entrance to the Tunnel of Golden Light. And we've seen gears and workings mining in Guttlecraw's kingdom. Yeah. But uh, Two Edged invented the key, certainly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, 10,000 years. And here's Two Edge still kind of wanting to relive the previous palace war. Yeah, or like part two, since the first one didn't go how he wanted it. I don't know. Got mad because they worked together or. Yeah. Yeah. He still got some issues. One moment. Yeah, I'm yeah. still thinking about who is Two Edge. I can't imagine spending 10,000 years and still kind of obsessing over the same kind of thing. The war. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but I understand if you're building your underground kingdom that you put in your booby traps. Yeah. But I always it's, felt like he's... He's kind of obsessing over who am I? Am I elf? Am I troll? Am I because I can't really be both? Uh, he's not upset about the trolls joining the elves. No, but he's like obsessed with his identity and what he really is. Because it's a lot of times like trolls against elves. And Yeah, I mean, he says right here, I want to know what I want. Yeah. Yeah. So... He is he is capable of almost anything. Oh yeah. He is an incredibly brilliant engineer. But he's the one who basically built the whole city, isn't he? Like for the Dune, the Citadel. He built everything or gave them the blueprints to build it. Maybe not oh. the houses, but like the inventions and mm -hmm. like their technology all comes from him. Yeah, he's kind of rushed them into the medieval era. Yeah. Technologically. Yeah. This is where you're going. This is what you're doing now. It's totally unclear to me what the humans were doing a hundred years before this. I like, don't know if you've seen it like humans hundred years before this. It's it seems like the Jun kind of showed up and consolidated power. Yeah. He's a warlord. Yeah. He didn't inherit his power. No. I feel like... Wasn't it something like the other leader died and he just like took power? Or am I remembering something else? Hmm? Like with the Jun. The previous leader died and then the Jun just took power. Or um, It says in the roadmap that um, 950... No, nine... 
1,500 years after the disappearance, um, Two Edges settles under the future Citadel Mound and he uh, like starts building um, Citadel Mound and teaming up with the June's father eventually. Oh, okay. So the June's father is a powerful person. Yeah. And have you read um, Dart and Mender and New Stars? Um, like New Blood 1. I don't know. New Blood isn't something I've been reading. Um, I can get it and I can show you the cover. You can see if you know it. Because that happened like three to five hundred years after the disappearance and there in those issues you can see a human civilization that's quite different mm -hmm. they go to the forever green yes i've probably read it online but maybe only once um yeah, and siri hasn't read it she hasn't no. read it we will read that whenever i feel like we have to read everything before final quest <laughs> yeah that makes sense yeah because final quest makes it all true yeah, so before we start on Final Quest, we have to pick up on everything that um, Dark Horse skips. By the way, I have to pick a bone with you. I don't think you read Dreamtime at the right time. I don't think it's published in the right order. No. It, it, it broke up the battle between Cutter and Rayek yeah. from the Shards, and that just doesn't make sense. It's really slow. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I agreed to that because when we finished with Dreamtime, I had kind of forgot where we left Cutter and Rayek, and I was like, oh, yeah. no, I have to pick up the pace again. But we yeah, followed the Dark Horse. Yeah, I don't know why course. they it yeah. in that order. No, we didn't really understand that either. And, like, Siri really struggled. Like, what is actually going on here? Where are we in the story? What happened mm -hmm. before Dreamtime? Yeah. yeah, they... I think that... Um, all the stories about Rayek should be read immediately before the Shards War. Yeah. Yeah. And Dreamtime feels more like it belongs with like when you're reading about Eyes High and Skywise. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Maybe if you're reading like Little Patch's story. Yeah. True. Uh, yeah, we can pick bones with why things were put into the Dark Horse issues. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And why some things were left out that maybe should have been there. Anyway, perhaps back to... Uh... <laughs> so, one of the things that becomes a theme in ElfQuest is how much do these characters remember? Yes. Because they have been through so much. And Tuich immediately acknowledges that he remembers leading the elves into the first war for the palace. Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't even sleep the long sleep. He was awake for the 10,000 years, so... Yeah. I doubt that he remembers everything that's happened in his long life. If he did, it would have an incredible memory. Oh, yeah. I think he's been mulling over that war a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's that would make sense, though. Spinning repeats, like, what happened? What should I have done differently to get the outcome that he wished for? Yeah. I, what he really wanted was, like, some kind of duel. Yeah. It like was. what Cutter and Rayek had had a very carefully planned out duel so that they could solve their differences. Yeah. Mm. That's what Two Edge wants. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get it this time either. Like, he's kind of hinting he's leading up to like a big duel again, but I don't think it's going to happen. 
Well, too much has allied himself with a Jun, a human. This is a totally different kind of alliance. But here we have in this tableau that I can look at, mostly elves, two trolls, one human. Yeah, and it's at the same time, mix. he kind of wants to help Cutter because he wants to... I don't know. Yeah, like he kind of wants to make his mother angry. And that's why he's helping Cutter. Mm. Oh, interesting. I might have thought it was a fairness thing again. Like, Two Edge has clearly helped the Jun a lot. Yeah. The elves are about to go through a whole bunch of booby traps that the Jun didn't set up. No. So Two Edge is not helping the elves. No, but no. he's kind of, he's hinted earlier, that, like, I will lead you there. I will tell you where to go. Go to the tallest tower, which was kind of a trick. Like, yeah, tallest, if you count the underground. And he said before, like, oh, I will not help you anymore because you're not listening to me. So you will have to do this on your own. But I've always got the feeling that it's kind of because he wants to get at his mom in some way. He will say that, well, ha- helping them will annoy my mom. But yeah. annoying my mom is kind of fun. Yeah. But I don't want to get on her bad side. So how do I help them without getting her on her bad side while still making her mad? Because that's fun. Well, it's two-edged, though. He has a lot going on in his mind. Yeah. I was thinking, though, as soon as they started going through the tunnel and it was just, like, too easy, they're like, this has to be the wrong one. Because it's too easy, I was like, no, I think he wants you to believe that. So you would go back and choose the other one. So this is the right one because he's like fucking with your head. So like, and it turned out to be that way too. Like, I was like, no, no, don't go back. This is the right one because he wants you to just like overthink everything. Yeah. It reminds me of the scene in The Princess Bride with the poison. Yeah. Yeah. And the poison is in one of the glasses. Would you put it in the glass in front of you or would you put it in the glass in front of me? Yeah. Yeah. It's... How many levels of trickery are we talking about? <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> How much can I actually trick you guys? Oh, yeah. I tricked you to go back and into a different tunnel. That was the wrong one. Ho, ho, ho. And then I tricked you into go- going through a third one. That was the wrong one. And now you have to go into the first one again because I fooled you. Yeah, but it turns out there is traps on in the long one too. It's just like taking longer before you actually like, get to the yeah. traps. Yeah. Mm, I'm thinking about... Who chooses the middle archway? It's Cutter. He just likes to go for it. Yeah. Yeah, but does he say something that like Claire Claire Brooke like supports him and thinks it's that one or something? I don't know why you would pick. It's it's there's three doorways and what they have funky monsters on top, and you're (laughs) like left, right, or middle. Oh no! In the on the first page, actually. Tristam says uh, Claire Brooke thinks is the right one. Yeah, but Claire Brooke is, is often... the right. Like he answers to Cutter, let's take the middle one, and he's like, "Yeah, that's the right tunnel." Or does he mean Claire Brooke thinks let's take the one to the right? <laughs> to the uh, right. We can figure it out because Tristam says "I," which means agreement. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, True. So, yeah. so yeah. the middle yeah. one is the correct one. Yeah. Yeah. And Clearbrook, to me, always represents wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, I also looked at her as, like, a clever elf because she doesn't talk, but when she talks, 
it makes a lot of sense like she only spends energy on saying things that like has meaning i don't know if that's like her character but i always looked at her that way she's always put to be like a very wise woman yeah i mean there's a moment where she's different right when one eye dies yeah but that's a moment of like grief and yeah there's other feelings mixed up in those decisions Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm also interested in who's riding with whom, right? So, like, Cutter and Mender are sharing a wolf? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And And Strongbow and Krim are sharing a wolf. Yeah, and Tristan and and Clarebrook has their own, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're not going in couples. No. But could it be, like, depending on who actually has a wolf? Because Mender... And Krim doesn't have a wolf, but all the other ones has a wolf. That's probably it. Like they want to ride their own wolf friend. So the last two just hitch a hike with two of them. Yeah. Is yeah. um, Are there four wolves, or maybe there's more off scene? I don't know how many we see. Like when they are going down the cliff. I think we we see four when they go down the cliff. Two first and two later. Yeah. It's actually on the next page is really clear how it's all laid out. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just the four of them. But it's uh do you think Shauna is too heavy to ride on the wolf with any of them? I'm too scared. I'm not sure if like, I would dare to ride a wolf either. True. If, like... if Cutter showed up in my life with his wolf, I would not get on it. I would not dare to pet it unless it's like begging me to do so <laughs> true that true that it's a predator in our eyes so yeah, yeah like riding it is next level to just petting it so but what about the trolls why aren't they like riding with i them? think they're too heavy probably or too fat like there's not space for a troll and and the elf on the back yeah, also, they're not like tame wolves exactly. Like, no, think about when Lita first sat on Night Runner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Because it's like, oh, if he tries to bite you, bite him back. Yeah, and Lita's yeah like, exactly. Probably like, what have I gotten myself into here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they are tame to their friends, they're yeah. not tame to everyone. I thought Krim was starting to like calm down a little when she figured out she was pregnant but she's the one in this issue like running headfirst into every situation and being like i want action but i also i thought she wanted the cub and wanted the cub to be safe a little bit yeah i mean hmm oh poke me i'm trying another tunnel I think it's kind of getting to her that this is way too easy to actually be the correct one. Yeah, it does. She runs back and goes into the tunnel with all the blades running. Anywhere she is is dangerous. She wants action. Uh, Also, there is no way that any one of them could have predicted this booby trap with... No. Metal serrated blades. They... They can't even envision such a thing. No. It's so completely foreign to them. 
just the fact that machines can move on their own is very, very foreign to them. It's even foreign to Shuna as well. Because she's super shocked and be like, those blades are alive. So she hasn't even seen stuff like this before. And she lives with humans that deals with these things. Or maybe not. Yeah. I wonder if interacting with troll tunnels for Krim is kind of waking up her memories from her youth. It might be. He couldn't have been that old during the first palace war because gobacks aren't that old no no they then she it. lived you know 500 years with the wolf rider slept 10,000 years yeah and here she is i think embracing her childhood her her youth her her young adulthood remembering that war and i think she's she's pulled in multiple directions she's pregnant on the one hand um and on the other hand this is glory. At the same time, she is pregnant in a war and you can't really be that careful when you are fighting a war. You have to take chances. Yeah. Yeah, but any tunnel is fancy. Yeah. She didn't have to like run back and be like, I need to find some <laughs> dangerous trap. Like this is too easy. You know, she could have just like, yeah, let's These rocks see where have. What's happening to these rocks that have little shinies coming out of them? Are they glowing rocks? It seems I just so. looked at it, yeah, like as lanterns glowing up, glowing oh in the dark. God. I didn't question I, that. I'm really yeah, happy like, for Two Edge that he's figured all this stuff out. Yeah, I didn't even question that. I was like, yeah, sure, they need lights in this tunnel because it's underground. But yeah, he's clever, though. Yeah. There are torches. Um, when they say, Krim, come back. Yeah, like beside the tunnel openings, there are lanterns. But otherwise, it seems like there are only these stones on the ground lighting up. Mm -hmm. when... So do you think Tuit is having a good time here? It, it seems like he goes from being kind of like miffed and like, well, they're going to have to get back in my good graces. I'm just going to watch. And then and then he's like, okay, playmate, Cutter. Yeah, I think he's really, really enjoying this. Yeah, it's almost like watching TV for him, I think. And he have always been very adamant of loving games. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't think he's too happy with the trolls being on Cutter's side because they are solving the puzzles too easy, making it really easy on the elves. Like, especially, I don't understand how they break this uh, steel They can feel the vibrations through the floor. But he's just like putting his foot there and but his then, foot is vibrating. Yeah, but then he's just like smashing it. Couldn't he just like smash it straight ahead? Why does he need to feel the vibrations? Because it vibrates where the machine is located. It doesn't have to break like the all engine. the floor. Yeah. It doesn't need to break the whole floor. Oh, they break the floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. I thought there they would just like broke be... parts of the machine. There would have to be an axle for these wheels to be rotating on yeah. and maybe some other workings yeah clearly the these two trolls seem to feel very familiar with this yeah they've obviously seen some similar kind of uh contraptions with um where the mechanisms is hidden under the floor but if Twitch hasn't improved his system in 10,000 years this will be the same as Twitch thought 
all the other trolls. Oh, Twitch has definitely been around with Picknose's kingdom. Yeah, Picknose so acknowledges as much. So yeah. they know but these things, and not he should have like come up with new stuff that the other trolls doesn't know about. Or like just figuring out yeah. ways to make the contraption that he has already made bigger and better. Yeah. Unless you actually know how to find the motor kind of to this machine, it's very hard to get past it. True, but Connor yeah. has two trolls on his team. Twitch has known that for a while, so he could have figured out something else, I think. Well, Twitch doesn't seem to be in a huff about having the trolls with the elves this time. No. I mean, it was he was, he was in a real huff about it. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. So they take out two blades and then they can attack the floor between those two blades. Yeah. And then the machine stops. Yeah, we actually can see a tiny bit of the working. You can even see an axle. Yeah. And it's satisfying to me. Again, I am a physics professor. I appreciate the engineering. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a lot of details in, in this comic, so... It's really nice to see like the small details in some of the working behind a lot of these things. Yeah, it's obviously put a lot of thought through the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm still thinking about how dark it would be. The elves can see, but just think about Shuna. True. She must be... And the trolls are used to working in dark caves too, so it's only her that kind of struggles. Yeah, she's she's probably just relying on the glowing rocks and the occasional torches. They actually, at the bottom of the page, say, look, torchlight, head for it. So it's been a while since they saw a torch. Yeah. True. If I were Shuna, I would be completely terrified. Yeah, because I've been looking around now to see if I can see any of those glowing stones. There doesn't seem to be any in these last pages since they entered this cave or this tunnel no she's and just listening and she's just listening to this yeah just probably hearing the sound of the metals moving and maybe seeing some like small reflection on them from some kind of light on the metal but oh i i am just noticing now two edge does seem somewhat miffed by drop and flam but Uppity young mumps, elf lovers, they would interfere. He's not furious. No, he's not no. angry. Either. He's just like, oh, of course they would ruin it. Yeah, but it's more like well. it went faster than he would imagine. Like, yeah. they were probably figuring out themselves, but that he's would have taken them more time. He's enjoying seeing them, like, struggling to figure out how to fix this. Yeah, on the second trap, the trolls are not there to actually help them, so... Then it's all the elves, basically. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. We're right back where we started. And Krim runs to the third door. Petter tries to pull rank. <laughs> yeah. And saves Krim. Yeah, because he can hear or feel it moving, like the wall falling off before she can. She would have been flat if it weren't for Carter. Yeah, but why? Like, how come he suddenly 
got so fast he's trying to stop her and she's running away and suddenly he gets so fast that he can save her does she stop or something or i think he was already running well maybe not since he can catch up to her when this thing is falling down on her instead of catching up with her before he's saying stop i command you and that kind of reminds me of how i am with my toddler if he walks away from me too far I try to call him back to me because if I start following him now, it's a game. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's fun. Of it's course. a hunt. Yeah. So I kind of hold my ground and I'm like, you come to me. <laughs> if that doesn't work, then I have to run after him. Yeah. I cannot just, run him though. You can't just let him run amok just because you're like, I'm not going to run after. But yeah, eventually I'll run after him. Yeah. But you sometimes can do I'll try to just get him back to me. Yeah, so that you can stop the game before it starts. But when that doesn't work, you kind of have to intervene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cutter can definitely outrun. He, I mean, he's he leaps very quickly. That is a well-known thing. Yeah. And I wonder if they're also gaining some um, strength from the shards nearby. And it also may also just be the adrenaline in a moment that he can hear that the wall is falling back. That makes him go faster. Because, yeah, because Krim is yeah. running on adrenaline. She's just running. So you are just sadistic. Yeah. Which is like, this is a great show. Oh, we have spikes. Yeah, so she's not running maybe as fast as she can while he's sprinting f- to save her life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She's just going fast because she's like, let's get this party started. Yeah. And she also wants to say, I'm calling the shots here. All of you have to follow me. Yeah. She's not sprinting. No, she's just Cutter is. having fun. Cutter, though, is running for her life. Yeah. Kind of stupid running so fast into a dark tunnel, knowing there will be traps all over the place, and you don't know what you're running into. She should have taken it a little slower, just to, like, map out the space first. Yeah, especially after what they just saw with the blades yeah um i like that they have so much momentum that they keep sliding <laughs> yes and cutter unfortunately slides a little too far yeah it's a it bed like of a... metal poles it's like a rolling um yeah wall floor kind of thing because it's goes on an angle but then it also says it had some like smelly black stuff on it maybe it's like oil Greased. yeah grease yeah yeah, yeah. to it's prevent even the wolf riders from being able to stop it from rolling it was just so weird <laughs> not only is it a bunch of rollers but it starts flat and then tilts up yeah so it's first like oh you stopped great so I fooled y'all <laughs> the, yeah the bottom of this page to me is a little moment of comic relief like this is hilarious cutters like slip sliding yeah oh yeah and I think we kind of need that because the spikes were terrifying. Yeah. And we're about to get spikes again. Yeah. yeah. But luckily for us, Cutter is very acrobatic. Yeah, he just like, grabs onto the spikes and does a handstand. And he basically like walks on his hands, like grabbing the spikes to the end of the spikes. That's like... You need a lot of strength to walk on your hands. Let alone like holding the spikes that way without like sliding closer to them. Yeah. 
Look at Cutter's mouth when he lands on the spikes. I've never seen him make that face. No. Yeah. Probably like little concentrating mad face. My first instinct when this thing was falling to the spikes was like that the preserver could kind of make a... Net? Uh, yeah, or like a cushion over it. You know, like to protect Cutter when falling on them. I don't know if they can make wrap stuff that fast to like cover all the spikes, but... Looks like Cutter was faster. Yeah, but was it when he's like crossed the spikes... Was there like a button something that the spike started to go down again or probably just a pressure plate from him hitting the floor at the right place? Yeah, they never say, right? Did you just you see them just go down? And then the floor under his feet falls away. Oh, I wanna comment on Crim's words. Where she says, this must be the right tunnel. The harder the fight, the sweeter the win. That almost sounds like a go back saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> absolutely or like their their way of fighting or their way of like just doing anything actually yeah if it's easy it's wrong it has mm. to be a little bit hard has to be a challenge that's unique to go backs i think oh yeah, yeah. the wolf riders don't don't feel that way at all no the sun villagers likes it as easy as possible <laughs> Well, they're kind of a complicated culture, right? They have like hand the trial of hand, head and heart is such a such a weird cultural thing. Yeah. But you know, the audio movie said that that was like way back in their past. They had been more like dueling and now they'd kind of calmed down. But they live such like kind of a comfortable safe life that having some dueling is kind of like having games and fun yeah they they don't really have too much that actually endanger them just basically the sweets coming and lack of food and water but yeah but not like other stuff like the go-backs always was in a war and the gliders had their battles within the mountain but and the wolf riders with the humans but there weren't really any humans or trolls um, in the Sun Village. Yeah, they're just living peacefully with themselves. I feel. It could be more happening later. <laughs> <laughs> but now when the spikes are gone, they didn't really need the sticky stuff. They could have just like slide down the rollers. That would be more <laughs> fun though. But they started putting the wrap stuff on while the cutter was still crossing the spikes. Oh, uh, so like... So, for like, kind when, of the moment you start rolling down the rollers, you know the spikes are going to come right back up. It probably. Uh, maybe, yeah. And you true. can see he, they're uh, retrieving here, and all yeah, of the wrap stuff is already like, on. Maybe some mechanism pushing them back up if they're rolling. Makes that sense, could do though. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But still leads them straight back to where they started. The preservers are applauding Cutter. <laughs> I've never seen them clap. <laughs> that's true though never but is it maybe more because when the hole opens he actually grabbed the edge of the hole and like pulls him back up yeah they're like surprised that he could do that or that he actually caught the edge yeah because i don't 
like they would probably expect him to be able to get up if he caught the edge, but he would need to hit, catch it. No, that's... I hadn't realized he caught the edge. I think you're right. Yeah, you can see like his uh, fingers on the edge there. Yeah, Otherwise, it would be too easy if he just like if the hole was so shallow. shallow that he that was just, a shallow hole. That he could just like <laughs> climb straight up. Like that's a bad design from Two Edge. If it was, yeah, that. it would be too bad of a design for Two Edge. Yeah. No, you're right. Two Edge is really trying to kill them. Yeah, he's he's making an effort. high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can't imagine that the hole is that shallow. So it has to be because he managed to get a gri- hand grip. Yeah. So the left tunnel had the blades yes. run by smoke water. I just want to appreciate smoke water as a word for <laughs> like steam, uh, steam, steam power. Yeah. yeah. It took me a while. The right to, like, one had smoke power was though. When I read this, I was like, what? can smoke what power mean in their eyes like i didn't wrap <laughs> my water. head around it but yeah steam it's steam powered yeah yeah the right one had the clay wall spikes that fell the rollers and the spikes at the bottom and then the trap door mm-hmm. yeah there was a lot more on the right one than the left one though but I feel like all the blades was enough <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of blades. A lot of unless they had found the mechanism getting through all those blades would have been very hard. So true. So true. It's the point where you're like, okay, we turn back. We don't go this way because this is impossible. Mm-hmm. Which would have worked. Yeah. Yeah, they would have ended up on the same spot anyway. Yeah. Should have just gone with the middle one from the <laughs> beginning, like they started with. Spent like so much less time trying to survive. Clearbrook speaks up, and I, I actually have been thinking a lot about this moment with Clearbrook. So one of the things is that, again, the artistry, when it's not Wendy, it bothers me a little bit, because Wendy would never draw Clearbrook this bedraggled. Yeah. Clearbrook never has little wispy hairs. <laughs> That's not what she looks like. She's not scraggly. No, she's no. very like neat. That's true though when you mention it like doesn't look quite right. I, I uh, but there's things I appreciate about this. Like she should be kind of dirty after everything. After like climbing down the rollers covered with preserver fuzz. Yeah, you should be a little disheveled after all of this yeah. and going through the city and fires and you shouldn't look perfect. Yeah, Wendy sees Clearbrook with Wendy's heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those few moments where Clearbrook speaks up and just says, sometimes the right way is the easiest way. It's very Which is true, a though. funny way of saying, told you so. Yeah, but yeah. it's very true, though. It is. And a lot of times it's easy to overthink everything and be like, this is too easy. Like, it can't be this easy, but sometimes it is. Yeah. Yeah, but look, um, Two Edge remembers all the way back to when Clearbrook um, stabbed him. Yeah, he remembers that. I guess he would remember that, but it's like Two Edge is trying to kill them, but yeah. he's also just like really relishing and watching them. Yeah, he's really it's, enjoying it. Yeah, he likes hard. them. 
of course he does. it's hard for him to actually predict everything they will say and do he can predict that they can manage to get through all the booty traps but not actually how they do it and what they say doing it and that's the entertainment for him i think yeah he wants them to win he wants them to beat his mom He's he just... definitely wants them to interact with his mother oh yes oh yeah but he's also glad that they went down every tunnel oh he loves that he that's... loves that he managed to fool them to go into every one of them that's more entertainment for him oh, man. <laughs> like just think they started going down the middle tunnel he's just like ah uh, he's gonna have to they... wait a few more millennia before yeah. anyone appreciates his steam-powered why did i have to choose that one whirling blades yeah it's also a better story for us. Oh, Absolutely. Of course. We are two edge, right? We watch this with enjoyment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's not that easy this um long tunnel turns out because they have to get down this high cliff. Yeah. Oh, I also like how Tree Stump looks at Clearbrook. Yeah. Like there's kind a of lot proud. of love in his gaze. Mm-hmm. Oh, also appreciation for the term mud spirits <laughs> but, oh yeah for the trolls true yeah. yeah but why mud spirits like is it because they're green they dig Kinda. through the dirt yeah but the, like wouldn't it be better like dig spirits or something like that Mm. Mom's spirits fit them because they're trolls, but she don't know they are trolls. Oh, I bet these humans have interacted with the trolls over the last few millennia. I don't really think the trolls want to show themselves to the humans. They're like just living underground. Mm, that's true. They may like have accidentally spotted a troll in the forest from time to time. But they don't really like humans or to be seen. They like they're the keep... real hidden ones. <laughs> yes. They like to keep things. The elves are terrible about us. being hidden ones. They oh, are. Because yeah. they don't really hide. <laughs> they don't know how to hide when they need to. Yeah, the best way to say hidden is to be underground. Yeah. I like it though. I wonder if, oh. I wonder if Clearbook remembers stabbing two edge. She probably does. They do remember who Two Edge is. Yeah. Yeah. And she's n the one to go running into every battle. So I think that like she, her, the fa act of actually stabbing him. I think that stuck with her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She looks at him and says, Two Edge, my life mate died because of you. Yeah. Stab. Yeah. So that should be something she remembers. Yeah. Something that like stays with you. Mm hmm. I like Two Edge's comment when he's like commenting that Cutter is treating Shauna almost as a pet because when she falls down the rope, he's like petting her on, on the, the head. head. And it's kind of true though. Like they're not treating her 100% as an equal, they are treating her more, yeah, kind of as a pet thing. At the same time, they are many times her elder, so they're also kind of treating her like a child. Whose wolf is it that bites off the rope? It doesn't bite off the rope, it breaks. Oh, oh yeah, it breaks. And then he like bites it to hold, hold on. on. Smart wolf. Mm -hmm. 
like on this image it kind of looks like he bites it off yeah yeah well the preserver is saying hold still looks like paddling yeah, yeah because he's moving around a little but whose wolf is it do we know hold fast it's not strongbow's wolf yeah they probably it doesn't really I, I think it may be um tree stumps wolf okay that's hold, hold fast um checking if there's an index of wolves i don't think there is at the top of the page i really appreciate the complete horror and stunned looks of everybody yeah i feel like it's hard to get strongbow to make that face yeah <laughs> strongbow is usually a very like calm collected character oh. the ledge pulling back that's awful oh he's pulling i thought it was like um what's it called like tilting down slowly so it's getting like an on an angle but it's it's pulling back yeah sure definitely um it closed behind them so they're on oh, the yeah. ledge and it's oh yeah like yeah it's pulling back that makes more sense yeah. though are and... are phlegm and drub siblings or yes oh yeah. yeah of course because they are uh gray monks troll and he basically is the peak father noses. of it yeah peak noses like he's the father of everyone yeah yeah well they're definitely inbreeding the yeah trolls. yeah the, there were only three of them now there are a lot <laughs> yeah i find it quite fun that he just like pushes her or actually kicks her off the ledge because he's like hurry up we all need to get down <laughs> yes yeah she's basically bungee jumping yeah yeah without the bungee just grabbing her rope <laughs> <laughs> which a is little terrifying bit more thrill in her life than normal bungee jumping yeah well the rope is kind of strong though since it can hold tree stump and the wolf at the same time but it was not strong enough to hold just one of the wolves or was it because he was moving factory made rope it's not factory made rope is it is it preserver rope maybe it may yeah, be that could that like where would they get the rope though the if it was not preserver made like would well, they, they have could use like twine plant matter but it doesn't really say when they where they got it from. No, they but just... they didn't have it, and then suddenly they do. Yeah. No, you can see the preservers making it here. Yeah, on where page uh, 503. On the top corner. Oh, yeah. Is we it... make stringy stuff. Yeah, stringy yeah. stuff. So, some of it might be thicker than other parts. Yeah, there might be weaknesses in it. Yeah. It's been compared to silk preserver silk so it's strong and soft it's probably slippery mm -hmm. yeah no they can make it sticky they can make it sticky or slippery yeah yeah so i i i assume that there were thicker and thinner patches of it yeah that makes sense though like when they make silk as well it's like part of the thread that's weaker than other parts yeah when Flem is falling and he's like yelling for Mender. Is it more like, hey, Mender, come and be ready for me? Or is it like, Mender, catch me because I'm falling? 
No, it's more like help me when I hit the ground. I need you to heal me. Yeah, I that's definitely what happens. Yeah, I couldn't make up my mind because at first I was like, Mender is so small, he cannot <laughs> catch you. Then he will be flat. Yeah, I, I don't think he would ask Mender to catch him. Then it would rather be like elves, like all of them try to dampen his fall. Yeah, but they would all be flat anyway because this is a troll. Yeah, they would be dampening the fall though. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm sure it's just like, come and heal me. Mm-hmm. His sister appreciates, I think, that he sent her first, even though he kind of just booted her off. Yeah, but she could tr- like grab onto um, the rope, even if he booted her off, while he just went down face first. Yeah, he didn't have anything to like soften the fall or slow down or anything. Yeah, he just had to go with it. And then they all gather together. I have to say. I, again, I really miss Wendy's art in this moment. It's weird when the human is the prettiest. Yeah. That's not right. Mender's face looks really weird in this picture. Yeah, and also on the next page, Mender looks a bit weird. I noticed that one when I was reading. Not that I could do any better. No, no but when you're used to a certain style, you notice it when there's someone else's drawings than Wendy, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, this artist, I I should say these artists, because there's the person inking and the person penciling, chose to make these elves look really bedraggled. That's a choice. Definitely. Though I would say they're more true to Wendy's style than some other artists are. Oh, absolutely. Like reading Ember's uh, story is kind of hard because... The artist style is so different that I kind of struggle um, recognizing the characters. Yeah, you have shown me some pictures that it's not good. Yeah. Mm. What kind of animal is it that's like died in these caves? Because like the knuckles that they walk past and that they actually walk. Isn't it a vertebrae? Yeah, but like they are so big. I'm like, what animal does it come from? Hmm. You know, just f- that size of the bones and the knuckles all over. Old bones in the world of two moons are always fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I like think of what Mad Quill had. Yeah, I also thought about Mad Quill. Like, he was huge. Maybe it is Mad Quill. He was, he, had just gone and collected Mad Quill to use in his trap. We haven't seen any other like huge animals like this. Well, it could be a dinosaur backbone. Yeah, uh, like I would imagine that Marco's bones would have burned. But I just noticed them. They're like they're huge. Like the elves are small, yes, but they are still huge. Creating this bridge. Yeah. By the way, I imagine that they rested for longer than it looks like. Because <laughs> once again, it, it's like they're just like rushing along. Yeah, it looks like they just sat down for a minute and then were up and running again. Mm-hmm. It feels like just, that reading it too, though. I did not have a feeling they had a break. They should have had a break, but... At the same time, like showing pictures of them resting wouldn't be as exciting in this moment. No. You'd kind of be like, oh, come on, get on with the story. But they do take a moment to appreciate to appreciate Mender. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do. Um, 
like to say that he's exhausted. Oh, also, Cutter always is so straightforward in his language. He never speaks in a very ethereal way, even when he's talking about something like his magical ability to detect the closeness of the palace shards. He's yeah. like, I can almost smell it. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> That's true. He's always so concrete and down to earth. Yeah. Ancient beast bones. Yeah. yeah I, like I, I, I'm picturing dinosaur. like dinosaurs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So who is it that actually like sets off the mechanism for the sand timer? Is it Drub? Like the troll is just walking on there or is it Cutter? No, I think it's Drub because mm -hmm. it says pop Drub. after Drub uh, steps on it. Mm -hmm. It's funny because it's right when they're like considering, should we start doing this? <laughs> yes. And they're like, <laughs> and okay. she's like, look. I started the timer. <laughs> Looks like we're all going to have to run across now. Like, yes. Maybe like have a little council first. Yeah. Be like, is this just a normal bridge or do we think Two Edge has done something with the bridge? Yeah. And I don't know how much time the previous page is supposed to take, right? They go from resting to walking. And I get the sense that it's not like the next tunnel. They've been walking among bones for a while. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, and then tunnels. they get to the bridge. Yeah, so they are so starting to get quite tired. It would be reasonable for them to take a rest again before they go on this ninja quest. Yeah. And like discuss how are we supposed to get over this? What is the smartest? Um, you know, exchange information before you set off the timer. Yeah. Yeah. The trolls knowing a lot about troll inventions. What do they think could be the thing with this bridge mm -hmm. is cl clearly not just a weird bridge and you can't just run over it either because there is large gaps between each of the bones so they have to kind of jump and be careful not to fall through it's a lot like those ninja warrior tv shows <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah and even to it said like it's been so long since he made this uh, bridge he don't even know how long the timer would take so they have to hurry up and everyone no. except two makes it past. It's Strongbow and it's Wolf, right? It's his wolf. Yeah, yeah. Nambone. Yeah. Nambone is Strongbow's wolf. I wonder when he attached the rope. I'm kind of looking around, seeing where he he's got a he's got a rope on some of his arrows. I wonder if it's just been attached. Yeah, I was thinking like maybe well, like when they sat down after um after the fall for Flem. Yeah, he I just took the leftover rope. He had that like for a while since uh, Shauna thought to herself like his rope arrow like almost she like knew she it exists. Yeah. She's seen it before. I I think it's it's reasonable for him to anticipate there will be more falls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I would say when you are spelunking, you can kind of expect there to be ups and downs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And especially like it's two edge. He said he had a lot of, made a lot of traps. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is very clever. I, I, I really appreciate the level of detail that we can see the sand. The sand is going to run out and then this guillotine blade is yeah. going to cut the, the ropes that are holding the bones. Mm hmm. They're, it's made very visual for the reader. Yeah, nothing is like left out to your imagination. You know exactly how this works. Um, in some ways, 
that's more of a hard sci-fi approach than a fantasy approach. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And imagine this is the part that you were most excited to do, discuss with us, right? With the yeah. um, strong bones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As we as we turn the page, um, this was the moment where I said, "Oh my gosh, this is just as new, just as fresh, just as fast paced as ElfQuest ever has been." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just as brave. And it's also just like a lot of surprise in like the um, action you would never think that someone actually would be like hey just shoot the arrow in my hand and we can pull you up it's just i would never imagine doing something like that no it's a very selfless thought of her Mm -hmm. um i think the like these characters are all very very beloved to me yeah, uh, the, the the elf characters. I have been watching them through thick and thin, surviving my whole life. Yeah, and then Shuna comes along, and in this moment, she just shows so much love, bravery, self sacrifice, speed, brilliance. Yeah, and it um she's she's able to gain my love immediately right here well she's been a character for quite a few issues you know she's supposed to be like a joan of arc character she she's the woman on the on the horse wearing the armor uh inspiring the troops and and with religious visions right she she is able to better see the the ethereal elves than anyone else but um this moment her her speed her her understanding he's faster than any of the elves in this moment yeah none of the other elves were frozen yeah they they weren't even thinking about how or where he was supposed to shoot his arrow no not even strongbow he had already like taken out his arrow when shuna said like here shoot my arm Mm. Because he was just like, I have to try to sell, save myself. Yeah. The preservers can slow the fall, but they can't stop it. Yeah. And we've kind of seen that already. They've been mm-hmm. setting us up for understanding the, the weight, the strength. Yeah. yeah. Like, the preservers are small. Like, we've and seen this the... is a very deep hole. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If he fell down there, even with the softened fall, I don't think we would ever see him again no and this has been very carefully set up the rope was already made they've already fallen they've already been thinking about how to prepare for falls yeah but they lose Nabone. yeah but it's harder for a wolf to like grab onto stuff to try to save his life though yeah Unless it's something there for him to bite onto. Other he's, than Strongbow. Yeah, he's he's gone. Um anyway, I uh I forgive the artist for making Shuna more beautiful than even Claire Brooke in this issue because Shuna's beautiful on the inside. Yeah. So she she's beautiful on the outside yeah. for this issue. Yeah, and it brought back your love for Elfquest. Oh. Yeah, I um I did 
I, I read this online when I, when I read it. And this was the moment where I said, oh, it's, it felt like the original ElfQuest. Like to add a character and have me care about her as much as the characters that I, that comforted me when I had nightmares as a child. Yeah. Like that took some doing. Yeah. But they managed to do it. Um, yeah, the, the way they, they think about how to handle this moment is also just so collective, right? Shuna, she's just got to put out her hand and then she's, she's in agony. Of course. Um, you have a lot of nerve in your hands and, and in the palm of your hands, so. Cutter grabs the rope and Tree Stump helps watch the slack or her hand will tear. Yeah, they're basically and they're all helping. Everyone, everyone is together in this. And Strongbow has one moment to mourn his wolf. By the time he gets to the top, he just says thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a way, I felt that uh, Shuna didn't hesitate to uh, sacrifice her arm because she has seen firsthand what a healer can do like since Lita healed her when she was a kid she knows that yes it would hurt in the moment but they would try to heal me up straight away because we have Mender like that kind of makes it less scary to actually sacrifice your hand yeah and Lita healing Shuna when when Shuna was a child also it changed Shuna in magical ways as well yeah. yeah, she'll never be the same as the other humans. No, she has her, seen her stuff. Her bravery, that... her speed. Well, for elves to be near humans and humans to be near elves, it, it it will change the humans. I mean, think about how much the preservers and the trolls were affected. Yeah, um, by living with the high ones, they were entirely altered. Absolutely. I think that. We're seeing Shuna also, she is more than just human. Yeah, for sure. But of course, Elvin's superpowers are are subtle. It's speed and accuracy with the arrow. It's it's not always like Rayek-style magic. No. They all have their own kind of magic in a way. Like what their specialty is even though it is a lot of magic that we can see like a healer or a rock shaper or if it's like more subtle like with cutter that he's so fast yeah smell i feel he smells better and has a better sight than a lot of the other elves and claire brooke that he's that she's so smart yeah strongbow with his eyes and arrows Mm -hmm. they all have like their own specialty in a way they actually mentioned though when now they start to rest and mender is healing up Shuna that they are tired and they're basically starving because they haven't been eating for days so they have actually spent days walking through the tunnel even though it feels just like hours for us yeah i think at some point months have to have passed yeah but if they didn't eat the entire time they were in two edges caves i mean Shuna wouldn't be okay. Cutter is basically he, crawling up the stairs because he's so tired. 
Yeah, they've entered a human area. But it's also yeah, but it's also like if they've used um, been running on a lot of adrenaline, that also takes more out of you. True. Yeah, use a lot of your energy. Yeah. But Twitch is now back on their side, since so he's leading them to a kitchen so they can have a big. Well, feast. I think Twitch is just as impressed as I was. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. He thought they were done. He thought it was a great show. Yeah. Oh yeah. He liked loved it. And I think that the fact that Shona actually just set out her arm and said, shoot me, really impressed him. Absolutely. He did not expect that. He doesn't say it. Who could who could fail to be impressed? Yeah. He kind of says that he's impressed when he guides them to the kitchen because it's basically like oh, you impressed me, now you deserve to eat. So here is the food kind of thing. He don't need to say it. He's showing it with his action. Yeah. They really should have rested before they crossed the bridge. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they should for have. Sure. And eaten, you know, their snack bars. Yeah, if they've done that, they may have been faster over the bridge. Yeah. I, I want to read, though, what Clearbook says, because I, I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Shuna saves Strongbow. She no think, no fear for what happened. Just do. We no forget. That also tells how good memory the elves has that they don't forget. So yeah. basically she's telling that she didn't forget about hitting to it as well with her sword. Yeah. Well, she says we, she's saying we won't forget. Yeah. yeah. And we have talked about the elves' memory before how they can remember things from being five seconds old. <laughs> yeah, from <laughs> uh, Skywise <laughs> issue when he was born. He remembered looking up at the stars. Oh, well, was... I mean, the elves, the elves um, have a longer gestational period, so they're actually born more capable than humans are. Yeah. yeah. And sense, though, since they're pregnant two years. Yeah, and they they have telepathy. They're, they're communicating before they're born, so they're... I mean, lots of animals are born more capable than humans are. Lots yeah. of animals are born and they immediately walk. Oh, yeah. Humans are kind of weird that way. Yeah. Yeah, we got the short one there. <laughs> we are... We need our parents for a lot of time after we get born. Two-Edge says, you teach me with my own lessons, elves. A bit of respect yeah. for the people you have been torturing and attempting to murder and you just killed their wolf yeah he's never really lived in a tribe situation where you care for each other and help each other no venka is probably Mm. the first elf that he actually love in the way of loving someone yeah yeah he kind of like his mother but that's not that kind of love that he's feeling for venka He's scared of his mother. Yeah. People with abusive mothers still love them. Yeah. On some level. It's still their mother. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be your parent. An entirely abusive mother. Yeah. Like it's always going to be your parent. And a child is always going to hold their parent highly. Absolutely. Does it all end here? It could cut her shard seeker if that is your choice. But since you've conquered my tests and traps and discovered the wisdom hidden in each one... You've earned my guidance again. 
Who Edge likes the pithy quotes from Clear Brook after they survive <laughs> yeah. each thing. Yeah. yeah. Gives him a little more entertainment. Yeah. And I thought he... Isn't actually, that nice? <laughs> yeah. I thought he actually kind of leads them straight into the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, Strongbow... Strongbow, who just lost his wolf. And there's Scott and Jaunty. He's not happy seeing this troll. He an arrow straight at Two Edge. Yeah. And mm-hmm. for once, Strongbow misses his target, but still hits something else. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's something more important, I'd say. Yeah. Twitch isn't really there. No. He's like probably using some kind of mirror system and projecting his view. He would never last now. And he would never take the chance of being that close because he knows how good Strongbow is with the arrow Mm -hmm. and how they could so easily just jump him and kill him. Especially when they're so hungry and just like don't think before they act yeah mm. imagine killing someone who's over ten thousand years old <laughs> yes. wow yeah we haven't they haven't mentioned where uh trolls go when they die since like go backs and or most elves go to the palace and then wolf wolf riders can choose where they go like mm-hmm. do, will they mention what happens with the trolls when they die they don't have a palace you both got so quiet. There's something <laughs> happening later, is it? You're asking a question about the future. We're not supposed to answer. <laughs> I'm looking at Elizabeth to see how this works. <laughs> it works like this. She yeah. asks a question and I just look at her and laugh. And she doesn't yeah. get an answer. If, if there isn't any spoilers, she will answer. But if, if it's not, she just like looks if at me. If I can me. answer it in a way that is not spoilering, I, I will. So yeah, they will probably (laughs) have something happening to them. You will find out later, Siri. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, killing someone lived that long, it would feel weird because like, you know, when you lose something that's been like in your family for many years, it feels like really empty when you lose it. Maybe it feels like the same when someone that old dies. I mean... Two Edge is the source of all technology on this planet, basically. Yeah. He has invented even like steel. True. Right metal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did he make New Moon? Yes, of course he did. He made New Moon. He, like, a world without Two Edge would be a distinctly different world. Yeah. And Strombo is just like. Mm Our friends died, you died too. Yep. Yeah. But it wasn't Two Edge. It was just an illusion. No, two Edge laughs. Two Edge laughs. Mm-hmm. And look, Cutter's on his feet running up the stairs again. That man runs on... Sorry, that elf runs on adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Like, he was crawling before, and now he's running. It's pure adrenaline. Better take a break. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But now they smell the meat though. And I like they have this discussion because they're like, oh, I smell meat. But then Tourism is like, oh, but it's burned. And the other one is like, or the trolls, like, oh yeah, but that's the best kind of meat, you know? Like, you need to cook it. But the elves <laughs> are so used to like eating raw meat because they can't make any sounds or smoke or anything cooking meat. So they like it raw. 
That's really interesting. Uh, the, the trolls are always a little more technological than the elves. Yeah. If we go back to like the um, spreadsheet, it actually says approximately when Twitch is born. Between 10,000 and 8,000 years before ElfQuest 1, Winnowee leaves Blue Mountain, finds the troll, seduces him, and gives birth to Two Edge. So he's like 20,000 years old. Mm-hmm. He's an old man. Yeah. Old troll. Elf. He's, uh, he's one of the oldest characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And completely unique. There's no one like him. No one capable like him. No. No. He's and, a loner. At the same time, he has so much trauma from being Winwheel's child and being mistreated. He's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but he creates a lot I, of entertainment, too. I understand Strongbow's choice to attempt to kill him. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's no. a war. He on the other hand, kind of stands in the way. At the same time, kind of helps. Mm. Kind of. <laughs> Which does not make their lives easier. No. He doesn't. He designed the things that destroyed the cult. Yeah. He probably and... wasn't thinking they were going to destroy the cult, though. Oh, please. <laughs> it was made to cut down trees, and he knows that the elves live in trees. Yeah. Yeah, and it was made to be super efficient, so... Yeah. yeah. And they know which set that... He knows which trees it was meant to cut down, the, the thorny ones. Yeah. Yeah. The thorny ones, which I guess are magically thorny from, like, 10,000 years before when Redlance gave them some Magic. barbs. Yeah. Yeah, they were made to destroy elves' habitats. And the djinn probably said, well, my lady Venavel wants to cut down the trees over there, so Master Builder, what do you have in mind? Yeah. yeah. And Tua just like, okay, I'm game for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, let's get this war started. Absolutely. Whenever the elves say Citadel, how does it sound in your head? Citadel? No. Oh, oh Citadel. Yeah. Citadel. Yeah, because we have a lot of fun with that. Because it doesn't sound like that in our heads. <laughs> no. I don't know who said it first, but we basically said Citadel in our heads. Yeah, like Citadel. Shit. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> All your bliss. Oh, yeah. By the way, I, I do enjoy the little moment in the lives of the humans. Being bound. <laughs> like, so I told him what he could do with his five shecks, but he, love us all, he showed me what he could do with his hat. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is always some... does not mind revealing himself no. to humans. No. Booga, booga, booga. <laughs> 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 he's having fun yeah he's about to eat oh yeah. yeah he's smelling good food and he probably thinks he can find some gold to steal around this kitchen too so yeah yeah i guess he didn't care about the glowing rocks is it still those seem like they would be valuable to trolls i don't know yeah, unless it's something that they have a lot of i don't know yeah they, they didn't have pick them. them up no they didn't even mention them 
I'm trying to think what would be a phosphorescent rock that would continue glowing underground without needing to be recharged in some way. Yeah, I, I cannot think about rock that way. Most it might be radioactive. Way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the issue. It's a re- radioactive rock. That's why they don't want it. I wonder though why why they only like the preservers only bind up the mouth and the hands for the humans and not preserve them hundred percent. They're hungry. <laughs> preservers ever run out of spitty stuff? Maybe like maybe it takes them longer to charge up the. Yeah, and like. They haven't eaten anything since the wolf feathers have either, yeah. so they may be like running low on steam. True. Mm. I don't know if that happens. I don't think preservers need to sleep. No, we haven't really seen them. Sleep I don't think or they eat. need no. to eat either. No, I think. I, I mean, the preservers don't reproduce. They are truly immortal. They, I don't know that they could be killed either. No, we've never seen seen, a preserver bleed. No, we've seen them being crushed under super heavy stuff and they still lived. So it was just their wings that were a bit queen cold. Yeah. I think the preservers are magically immortal, but (sighs) yeah, could be. Maybe they have an infinite supply of spitty. Maybe uh, the elves want the humans to see this. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe scare them a little. And like just telling them that we're here and that's the reality of life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What are the trolls doing at the hearth? Are they warming themselves by the fire? Maybe they're, they think it's like gold behind it, like it was in the human home. They kept mm. their money inside of the fireplace. Yeah. They go for or, or if they are cooking something... On the fireplace? I don't know. Yeah, they may have like picked up food from over by the fireplace. Mm. Yeah, you can see um, on the page before, there's like this big piece of meat inside of the fireplace. Probably just picking that up. Oh, yeah. Mm. They are cooking something on in the fire. Do we get to see Cutter's tongue in the last... Is that Cutter's tongue? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's sticking it out. <laughs> like the emoji... Like licking your tongue to that the side. That's kind of a silly tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It is a nice, restful thing to see them getting to eat and smile and rest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, we should have had more moments like this where they just relax for a moment doesn't feel like they have a lot of time to relax when they are in a war though yeah it's never enough no and they probably didn't bring enough provisions no hopefully they stack up now though it was nice having you with us it was really great having you discussing this issue i hope you enjoyed too thank you so much i really appreciate it i have been listening to you a lot and thank I'm, you i'm excited to be a guest on your podcast <laughs> that means a lot to us yeah 
It's really nice to meet people that like listen and to get to talk with other ElfQuest mm. fans and just discuss ElfQuest with someone who loves it as much as we do. Yeah. So thank you so much for Viva for joining us for this episode. She actually reached out to us herself, wanting to discuss this issue with us since she has so many memories with it. If you want to be a guest on this podcast, please reach out to us. We would love to talk to you about ElfQuest. You can message us either on Facebook, comment on one of our posts, or on Instagram, and we will respond to you. So for the next episode, we're going to talk about shards number 14, 15, and 16. So until next time, go recognize a troll. <laughs>